Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Want to return to our questions from the Bible. I want us to look in the New Testament at the same question that appears a couple of times. And I'm just going to use a couple of instances of this question. First, we're going to look at Mark chapter 8, verses 36 and 37. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, phrased almost exactly the same if we look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, this is a serious question from the Lord. Some people say this question is unanswerable. But I don't think it is. You just need to understand the stakes. What, you know, it's like any other offer in life. What am I being offered? What do I have to give? It's just, um, it's just another uh, transaction. It's just another transaction. Now, this one has huge, huge stakes and implications, but it is still a transaction in life that we make whether we believe in God and the Lord or not, we're still making that transaction. So if you had all the pleasures and material goods and wealth of this entire world, for your entire life here on this earth. So that is the first part. That's the offer. And who's presenting this offer to you? Well, it's Satan. It's evil. is presenting this offer to you. If you had all the pleasures, all the lustful desires, and all the material goods, and all the wealth that this world had to offer, if you had all of that for your entire life here, every pleasure, every gain for your entire life, even if you live to, let's say you live to 130 years old, an extraordinary long life, even by today's standards, and you were healthy the whole time. So that would be 130 years. Now, we know that realistically, the first 20 years you're growing up, you know, there's a lot of things. But let's just pretend for the moment that you could have what we imagine as humans on this earth, we imagine as perfect 130 years with everything the way we want it. Versus your eternal soul. Meaning not just your eternal soul here, but your eternal life for all time in heaven. So all the wonder and joy of heaven for an eternity. So this is time immeasurable by our standards. If you think of eternity as a sandy beach, stretched out from horizon to horizon, more than you can ever see. Our life here is one grain of sand on that beach. 
So you would trade all the great, wonderful stuff in that one grain of sand for that eternal beach stretching from end to end to the horizon on both sides of you, endless. For our purposes, eternity is just that. Eternity is endless. It is eternal. It is forever. So you're trading this speck, no matter how good that might be, for all the wonderful grains of sand stretching forever on both sides, all around you maybe, all, you know, every way, every which way, you're you're trading that for all of this other, and this glory and this happiness in heaven is way more, even if you just had a handful of that sand, each one of them is way more and way better than that one grain of sand. So, if we own everything this life and world have to offer, but lose our eternal soul, is that a trade we want to make? Do we want to trade our eternal life in heaven for the temporary pleasures of this world? What is the value of our soul versus what is the value of that eternal life? Because Jesus is offering us eternal life in heaven. So that's what we would be trading away. We would be trading away all of that beach of sand, as I've said. Now, I would say there is nothing in this temporary life that is worth even one eternal soul. Not mine, not yours, not anyone's. So let's read these verses in context. They're both similar, whether you read it in Mark or in Matthew, but they're not exactly the same. In Mark chapter 8, verses 34 through 38, when he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Now, if we look again at the, uh, the other version of this in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 27, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? 
Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Jesus tells us to deny ourselves, do not give in to our selfish lusts and desires and wants. And this is a form of, to be blunt and to be plain, this is a form of heroism that's being asked of us. He's telling us to work for Him, to represent Him in this life, helping and saving others, take up our cross of service, losing this temporary life in service to others. In other words, we're sacrificing our life for others and for the Lord. For the Lord primarily, but notice how it is for others as well. We're acting like our Lord. Jesus, who was the greatest hero in our way of looking at time. He still is, but I just mean in his acts when he was upon the earth, he was the greatest heroic figure of our, of our whole recorded history. And when we follow him and act as he did, that brings us to the eternal life he will reward us with. And don't misunderstand, works do not give salvation. Instead, His grace and His love and His care for us, that gives us salvation through faith. And then that salvation in us causes us to do the works. The Lord's love and salvation in us makes us want to serve others and help others to follow his heroic example. And this is part of the mystery of God and the Lord Jesus, our Savior. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.